Today on the Valspot is a first. We have a PGA Tour rules official on Peter Datchison. Peter is part of the advanced team from the PGA Tour that prepares the Copperhead course for the Valspar Championship. Let's talk to Peter. So pleased to uh, welcome our first rules official to the podcast. He's Peter Datchison. He's our PGA Tour rules aficionado, I'll call you, Peter. Is that okay with you? Uh, that's fine, yep. All right. So I just explained to you before we came on air that you know, you may have to get the crayons out for me because I know about zero. I, I know very little golf. I know enough to be dangerous, and I know about zero about golf etiquette or rules, okay? So you might have to set me through this pretty, like, with the child's gloves. All right. We'll do our best. Okay. So, Peter, you're on site at, at Innisbrook, I see, from the background, and I've heard from the grounds crew. So you're the advanced advanced rules official for the PGA for the Valspar Championship, which kicks off next Thursday, the 29th. Um, tell me what you're doing uh, in the preparation and what your role is for the tournament. So, um, yes. Um, so we advance, uh, myself and Chuck Green is the advanced agronomist. So we basically work with the, uh, with Ryan Stewart and Tracy West and the tournament, uh, um, the tournament, um, host organization throughout the year. Um, and we basically, this is advanced week. So we basically got, uh, got here Monday, Tuesday of this week. And my responsibility is getting the golf course ready for next week with Chuck Green um, and basically marking the golf course, um, doing the boundaries, working with uh, Zach Labby and the operations team to make sure everything is set in place. Um, our Shotlink crew who uh, Dallas Kirkendall is here as an advance. All that information you see on the PGA Tour app, which Shotlink provides, they're putting out their 54 cameras and uh, all the laser positions. So a lot of stuff's going on the golf course this week besides just marking the golf course. So it's kind of, we're kind of spotting everything and then also marking the golf course. Okay. And is there, are there rules associated with marking the golf course? Is it like, Hey, we're 20 paces from here. We have to put a rope or, you know, is it, I imagine you have, I'm imagining your day starts with this massive blueprint map and you go, okay, today we're going to attack the snake pit and that's the last three holes on the golf course. And here's what we're going to do is, am I right? Wrong? Yeah. That's right. No, it, yeah. Almost for someone who's, who's, you know, pretty green. That's exactly what we do. You kind of, we start, um, I basically started on Tuesday and drove around with Chuck and Ryan and, um, looked at the golf course, saw if there's any issues that we need to take care of in all the playable areas. And then basically, Wednesday morning, I started doing the boundaries of the golf course. So marking out, you know, all the out of bounds, which, you know, the condos here at Valspar will be out of bounds. There's a, a long power line left of the third, the fourth, the seventh, the 11th hole. So um, basically just do the boundaries, take care of the boundaries first. And then this afternoon, I'll start painting all the penalty areas, um, you know, on a golf course. And hopefully the golf course marking will be done by Saturday afternoon. Um, if mother nature cooperates. So, so what prepared you to, to take on this job? You're probably a scratch golfer and you're a great painter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like how, um, how do you get a job like this? Well, um, my experience was um, I've been in the golf industry my whole life. My father was a head golf professional in 
New Jersey. My uncle, uh, head golf professional in New Jersey, um, moved down here in 1995. Uh, to work in the golf industry at Hunter's Green Country Club in Wesley Chapel um, or New Tampa and got to, um, was introduced um, or met a gentleman by the name of Jim Demick, who um, became the executive director of the Florida State Golf Association. And I also met um, a PGA Tour player at the time, Steve, Steve Rentoul. Um, and um, Steve Rentoul ended up becoming a rules official out on the PGA Tour and I was stayed friends with Steve and then got a job with the Florida State Golf Association in the in year 2000 and um, did basically this all over the state of Florida, um, state amateur, Florida open and all that um, rules, knowledge. And, and, uh, and Steve helped me get my foot in the door probably back in 2004. But um, I was I finally was hired in August of 2014. So it's just kind of Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, all, everything kind of worked out. But knowing the rules, being well, a good player um, certainly helps. Yeah, I read – I was going to bring up – you're trying to be bashful about how good of a player you are, although I've never seen you play. I, I've read that you hold a course record in, in a competition here in the Tampa area of a 62. Is that for real? Yeah, that was uh, that was a uh, tournament um, at Palmasia Golf and Country Club, and they run a uh, – <laughs> a invitational called the Gasparilla Invitational. And prior to, uh, uh, prior to my son being born, I did play quite a bit and, uh, was fortunate enough to play well at that, that, uh, that golf course a handful of times. So. Yeah. A 62, I'd say that's doing some good work, man. So, so you were, you're a golf. So I characterize you as kind of a golf aficionado. You, you obviously through playing golf, you're learning rules, but the rules you have to know dealing with this professionals are just a whole new level, right? I mean, you can't, somebody hits it in a, in a questionable spot. It's not like you're just winging it as a golf person. You're, you're actually almost like a professor of golf rules at this point, right? Well, yeah, you'd like to think so. I mean, one thing that we're a little bit different than most other sports is we're, you know, we don't have to make a call right on the, right on the spot. We're not right, you know, running up and down the court in the NBA or running up and down the field in the NFL, um, we're generally there'll be another eight eight uh, eight officials that will come in on Monday next week, and they all have different assignments. A couple guys will set up the golf course, and then when when we start playing golf, we're kind of positioned all over the golf course, um, and shot link will end up calling in rulings. And you know, there's 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 times where we 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 come across something that we have to throw over the radio and say, listen, hey guys, I got this situation uh making sure you know we get it right so i mean we do have a little bit more time than you know an nfl official that's got to call holding at that split second so um but certainly yeah, everybody's sure. so, on the rule so what about i'm not familiar so i thought shot link i you know again i'm green you said it in the first two minutes of the interview it's it, i wear it on my sleeve well i think so shot link alerts you there might be a situation and kind of like somehow pings you you guys deploy to wherever that situation is. And then is it like you approach, you typically are standing live over the ball trying to assess, you know, what the players should do and what potential penalties would be levied. Is it like that? Or is, yeah, generally you're or working, are you, okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, generally you're working in an area. So like, for instance, I, I normally work around the fifth, fifth fairway, ninth green, where I can get down to eight. So 
Um, and obviously I've seen a lot of the golf course this week, but when, when we start playing golf, I'll kind of sit in that area and you just get familiar with everything that's in that area with any kind of structures that are being built. Um, you know, TIO relief uh, or temporary movable obstructions with all the hospitality that's built around. And that's, we spend about 80% of our time dealing with pace, you know, pace of play. And also most of the, most of the rulings that we have on the golf course are with golf balls up against the, the hospitality tents or around our shot link cameras. So <clears throat> basically when shot link will just call out for a ruling on hole five, you just, you know, they call over our radio channel, rules channel, and we will go in there. And generally what I'll, you know, what most of us will do is, you know, park the cart about 25 yards away from where the player is at. And you just walk in and you're assessing the situation. You don't want to assume what, what the ruling might be. And basically just ask the player, you know, how can I help you? Because nine times out of 10, since they're, since they're asking for a ruling, they, the player is in a somewhat of a stressful situation. And so it's, it's just like, how can I help you? They don't want a rules clinic and just get them back playing golf. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I thought about it today. Um, tip, I was assuming the players have a, you know, let's, let's just take the college professor analogy further and just say the, the, the players I assume are graduate student level of rules. I mean, they've been playing golf for decades. They're at the top of the game. They know their stuff. So when you get called in, they expect almost like a professor level uh, ruling or are they typically confirming what they already know or is it just checking the box for them typically or? I think it's, um, I mean, there's some that are very good with the rules that are out here. Um, uh, Charlie Hoffman, I think is one. Um, I heard Justin Thomas is. He's yeah. I haven't had much interaction with him, but he, he, he yeah, he could be. Um, but basically with, basically every shot being filmed. I mean, when a guy's asking for relief on a cart path, I mean, I'd say a hundred percent of our guys or 95% of our guys can get getting off a cart path properly. But, you know, with, with all you green people watching the television and wanting to call, you know, call in or, 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 you know, do something or someone filming it on Twitter and posting it on Twitter or whatnot, the guys just kind of listen. I can't go wrong with the official here because if we mess up, I have the official. He's going to be absolved of any kind of penalty. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I remember watching, was it the AT&T where Patrick Reed had some controversy about picking his ball and it was buried or I'm trying to think of different rules based controversies because typically, and I've heard you say this before, um, I've heard other rules officials that were interviewed say, you know, if nobody hears a rules official's name or that we're even at the course, it's a good day. And when yes. you hear about the rules officials, it's typically like, oh, no, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's – I would I would agree. I mean, like when some of my friends say, hey, I saw you on TV. I'm like, well, if you saw me on TV, that means uh, – it's usually not a good thing when you see me on – you know, see any of us on TV. I mean, I'd say, you know, 98% of the time, you know, you're not dealing with, with you know, the Patrick Reed situation or – um, you know, you had Tiger Woods situation a long time ago at the Masters when he dropped the ball in the wrong place. Um, when his ball hit the flag, it can bounce back. I mean, generally you're dealing with, I mean, the rules are uh, pretty straightforward week in and week out. But every once in a while we have something pop up where the media makes it a bigger story than maybe it needs to be. 
Yeah, I assume. Yeah, evil media guys like me. Um, <laughs> so, so Peter, again, we're joined here by Peter Jackson. Uh, Peter, uh, give me a couple unusual situations you've you've come up on, or what one that sticks out to you in your all these years of service for the PGA Tour rules. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't really been. Uh, haven't had many strange rulings. Um, I've worked the waste management Phoenix open for every year I've been out here. Um, so this, like I've worked eight times out there. That event is, is, uh, is very different for us. Obviously when you get outside the ropes and, and a pre pre pandemic world of 235,000 people out on the golf course gets a little, uh, gets a little dicey or having to, having to give a ruling into the stadium at, you know, in the stadium over there on 16 with everybody basically booing you as you're walking into the, to the, <laughs> to the stadium is, is uh, different, but had a, had a ruling with Phil Mickelson two, three years ago and he was outside the ropes and you basically couldn't get to him. You couldn't find him. And he was, he was like, oh, he was like, I need to just get playing golf again. And like, all right. And it was just simple cart path ruling, but he was engulfed in about, 10,000 people wrapped around him. It was, it was unbelievable. Man, I was going to ask you that. Are there any, you know, golf is such an interesting game because there's all these gentlemen's rules and all this. uh, So there's a difference between rules and etiquette. So, you know, walking through people's lines or talking through backswings and things, I assume there's no rule that there's no rules that you're officiating in that regard, right. In terms of etiquette or a close fan stand or, those kind of deals um, or that's more of a security player call or we we will we will I don't want to say I guess I'm going to use the word police but I don't know if that's the right word but you know our our players are held to a code of conduct so if we see see them breaching the tours policy of a of, of a code of conduct we would certainly um, we don't handle that as a a rule that'd be more of a regulation where we might they might see something in their locker from, you know, Tyler Dennis and the commissioner might have a little letter in their locker with some information on it that no one really. <laughs> the principal to. slip. Yeah. Exactly. I think he called their principal's office. All right. So let's talk more about the Valspar championship. So you started the interview by saying you, you spent the last week patrol, you know, patrolling. Oh my God. To take the police analogy further patrolling the grounds here. So you, I would, I would chalk you up with Ryan Stewart as a person that can give us the straight scoop about how the course is shaping up coming in. We're a little later than we normally are, but what's your impressions of Copperhead? What are the pros going to find when they get here and what challenges will they face? Well, um, as, as for Ryan Stewart and his team, like you just mentioned, we're, we're about, I think five or six weeks later than we normally are, I think. Um, so the club had a, a different challenge this year what because obviously Innisbrook is known for very thick rough and uh, this time of year um, it's hard to have thick rough in Florida especially overseeded which we normally do here and we did not overseed the fairways uh, which was a, a, a very different challenge for uh, the club as well but the golf course is in is in very very good shape greens are probably as good as we've seen um, if mother nature can if we could avoid rain next week. Uh, we'll get the golf course firm and fast, um, and hopefully we could hold on to the rough. Maybe hopefully we don't get into the low 90s mm-hmm. next week. Hopefully we, it's a beautiful day today, about 79 degrees, which would be perfect to grow some of this rye, ryegrass rough. Um, so 
I think if we could avoid avoid rain, we should see what we normally do here is a hopefully a single digit winter. Um, golf course is one of my favorites in the area, so it's uh, it's nice to to kind of work a hometown event. Yeah, no kidding. A hometown event for you and I. It's great. The Valspar Championship kicks off on the 29th of April. The champion will be hoisting the trophy on the 2nd of May. Okay, so Peter Gatchison, he is the rules official, the advanced rules official that spent a bunch of time on Copperhead. Can you make a prediction about who, who you think will win? Uh, is that against the rules? Stay out of, <laughs> I probably should stay out of that that uh, predicting a winner, but I think the the field is going to be – is shaping up to be – you know, very good. Um, I know Brooks Kepka was supposed supposed to be playing, but he looks like he's still on the mend with his knee. But well, I mean, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas. So um, it's going to have to be somebody that is one of the better ball strikers on on, on our uh, on the tour. Okay, so, well, I understand. I, I you know sometimes you ask questions that you know you won't get answers to, so yeah. that, I'll chalk that one up. <laughs> Of course, the rules official follows the rules and doesn't make a prediction. Imagine that. All right. Well, Peter, thanks for the time. I'll let you get back to the attending uh, to the course. The rest of us will just enjoy your course next week, whether it's on television or walking it on the grounds. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Toby. Have a great day. Thanks for joining the Valspod. We'll see you next time.